Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today with us. We are so grateful and excited to have you here. We have a very, very important show coming up. This is a crazy time right now, and we have a lot of good information to you. But before we even get started, I'd like to say, hello, Charles. Hello, E. How are you? I am well, thank you. And I'm very grateful that we are well right now. So yeah, that's we really are good. Broadcasting from a secure bunker. <laughs> yes, we are. We are self-isolated and and broadcasting securely right now. Excellent. Right. And we are excited today because we have a returning guest and we had such an amazing conversation last time when she was here and we are really looking forward to having another amazing conversation today. Yeah, with everything going on, I think we need to hear from her again. Yes, we were, and so we're really excited. So let me give you a little bit of a background. Today, we are so excited to have Megan McNeely back with us. And for those of you that listened to her last time, I know that you're going to get a lot of great information and more information than what we shared last time, because really, we could have talked for about two, three hours yesterday with uh, last time with nonstop. So let me just give you um, a brief introduction Megan has devoted her career to helping others reach their highest potential in their personal and professional lives. She is an award-winning 22-plus-year senior VP and wealth management advisor at one of the largest financial firms in the world. She specializes in working with senior corporate executives and has become known as the CEO Whisperer. Um, Megan has simultaneously had an issues an impact entrepreneur and a prominent well-being thought leader who founded Wellbeing Drive Success, a multifaceted platform designed to serve those in our workforce who strive for exceptional wellness and extraordinary success. And she is the author of a great book, Reinvent the Wheel, How Top Leaders Leverage Wellbeing for Success. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank hey, you Megan. so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, you two. I'm so happy to be back and to be of service in this time. This is going to be an yeah, well, incredible conversation. <laughs> uh, this is, I'm here. I'm ready. And I was thinking that of all people, you two would be the perfect people to have this discussion with. So you are um, gracing my life today. Thank you. As you are gracing ours. And I'm wondering if you could just take a quick moment and talk a little bit about your story because your story is so compelling and I think it bears repeating for you to just give our listeners just a little look as to what went on in your life and how you overcame that. Yes. So during my career rise at the financial services firm where I work, where I absolutely love it, um, I was uh, achieving so much success so many accolades, so many new titles, so many awards. And seven years into that, the stress and striving started to crush my health behind the scenes. I was quite shocked because I absolutely was loving what I was doing. I was energized. It wasn't a soul-sucking job. It was something I was really invigorated about. 
Um, but behind the scenes, I started to break down. The first disease I was diagnosed with was rheumatoid arthritis. It's an autoimmune disease that actually, it's when your body attacks your joints. The second disease I was diagnosed with was chronic kidney disease. That's an autoimmune disease as well, where your body in this case is attacking your kidneys. And then the third disease that like, if those two weren't bad enough, is that I was diagnosed with um, stage one kidney cancer. Now, as you can see, there was a very momentous downward spiral, like the worst possible bad day <laughs> that mm -hmm. you can imagine. And this was over, this was over the course of um, a few years. But I, that, that downward momentum caught my attention, as you can only imagine. And I started a hero's journey to turn it around. I loved my job, so I challenged myself, you know, and I'm a single mom. I have two teenage girls. They were six and eight at the time. And I, like many of your listeners, I couldn't quit. You know, I thought, not only do I love my job, but I need the income. I need the health insurance. My kidney surgery uh, for when I had cancer was over $100,000. So wow. I uh, started this hero's journey. I was able to turn it completely around. I, I mean, I even surprised myself um, at the efficacy of my process. And I just want to make very clear with your listeners, I did seek traditional medical doctors. I followed everything they said. I did seek alternative medicine doctors. I listened to everything they said. I read every book I could get my hands on. I traveled all over the world seeing indigenous healers. I mean, I threw the kitchen sink at this project. And my result was this wheel that I made that is what I believe well-being looks like. Most of us have no clue what well-being looks like other than eating well, sleeping well, and exercising. That's our usual three responses. And what I found out is that well-being, mm -hmm. at least for me, and I've learned from quite a few other people, is quite a multifaceted thing. Yeah, and that's what I love about your story is that it's not just you did one thing. I mean, you really took a deep dive as to you know, what it takes to be well, truly yes. 100% well, body, mind, and spirit. Yeah, just to right. echo on and that. And I would, have, I would have just quit if I had gotten better after exercising, eating better, and sleeping well. I would have mm -hmm. just quit, to be honest, you two. I mean, you know, I would have got, called it a day and gone, you know, I'm all better now. But I didn't get better until I kind of implemented this body, mind, and spirit approach and anyone in your audience can see this wheel I'm talking about that shows these spokes going out in the body, mind, and spirit sections. And it's free for everybody. You can just go peek at it. Take a picture with your cell phone. It's on MeganMcNeely.com under well-being. <laughs> and you can see the wheel right there. It's also in my book as well. Um, and it's just such a helpful tool for us all to just say, hey, where's my well-being at right now? And now's the perfect time to be doing this. We have no commute because we're all stuck at home because of the pandemic. Um, and to really, it's a, it's a wonderful tool to evaluate, where am I? Where am I strong? You know, um, I was strong in the positive attitude section. I was mm -hmm. really weak. And the food, I was really weak. In the hydration, I used to just only drink Diet Coke coffee and wine. <laughs> I was drinking green tea and water. <laughs> I'm very honest to your your listeners. Uh, if they listen to our first conversation, will will know that I'm don't hold anything back. I'm really truthfully honest because I I see this pattern all over corporate America. I'm not the only one yeah. who had those bad habits. 
Um, the thing is, too, you're exactly right that now more than ever is a perfect time to hunker down and study the wheel. And yeah. what what is really interesting, Megan, is many would have blamed it on work and fetaled yeah. up and said, well, it is what it is. And I'm just going to, you know, keep working and grind myself into the ground further. But you took a different path in many ways, right? You love your job, so you right. didn't blame it for anything. You needed to figure out how to heal yourself and continue to love your job, which was really, right. really interesting and very unique. And then you applied, you util, you cheated a little bit, right? Because all of those hard work habits that you've developed at work and in your career, you applied into your uh, health uh, and development and your book and your wheel and everything else, which is really cool. So great work. Right. Mm. Well, what I thank you so much. And, you know, I'm so proud of this, um, how the book came together. And I just wanted to mention, because you two may not have heard this book, um, Reinvent the Wheel. It actually ended up in the Forbes top 20 list for 2019. It came out in October and then Forbes put it on their top 20 list. I was super proud of that. And then it also won an Axiom Business Book Award, which is the award I wanted to win more than anything. And so I'm not the only one who saw the value of, like, really having a resource. This is the book or the guidebook I use right now. And this is the beauty of it. You know, we all have to do our job, no matter whether we are working from home now or not. Um, and... My, the beauty of my work is that everything you can do for well-being can be done behind the scenes in your off time. And the whole theory I have and that I learned for myself is that what you do in your off time greatly impacts how you perform at work. It also greatly impacts how you, quote unquote, perform in your personal life. See, and so I didn't use work as an excuse, but to be honest, I couldn't because I needed the income. I couldn't just like lose my job and go do a yoga retreat. Right. No, I don't have the luxury to do that. Neither do a lot of people, especially now. Um, but behind the scenes, what I learned is that actually that was bringing me down. What, you know, all that Netflix I'd watched to like a one in the morning, <laughs> all the wine I was drinking at night, everything I was doing behind the scenes was, was actually ruining my success. I thought that was my treat quote unquote, you know, we have this theory in our right. culture that we do, you know, if I'm good all day, quote unquote, good. And for your listeners, mm -hmm. that might be, oh, you took all those calls and you had all those great Zoom meetings now and you just kicked it in today. Now you get to quote unquote, be bad. And for, for many listeners, being bad might be something that's not good for them. Insert the, whatever it is in the blank the big fattening mac and cheese meal, the couple glasses of uh, booze at night. Um, it could be staying up super late, watching a you know, binge, watching a show. And a lot of those, you know, habits that we reward ourselves with actually ruin our success. And I didn't realize it until I started to take on and do the opposite in my free time, you know, actually treat myself like Olympic athlete, like a corporate athlete which is part of my work now. Um, and I'm, I'm literally obsessed with this. You guys can tell. And I know you are too. This is so fun to talk to you. But the, um, I realized what's so freaking amazing is that 
my, I thought that my well-being project would take down my career because I thought it would be so time-consuming and pull me away from my job that I was literally addicted to and still am. I love it. Um, but it actually increased my success exponentially. Um, in 2010, which was my worst, worst um, storm, perfect storm of my health disaster, um, until the end of 2019, I'm, my income rose more than five and a half times. And wow. I was already doing well in 2010. I was already a star at my firm. I was already traveling all over the United States. Um, and I make five and a half times more money right now. Isn't that nice. crazy? I mean, it's, I wouldn't, but see, it, it's all because I treat myself differently behind the scenes. And, you know, we all know that Olympic athletes treat themselves like gold, but in corporate America, why don't we? You why know, and I love that you so said weird? that about treating yourself as an Olympic athlete, because it takes that type of effort to do well. It really does take that type of effort to do well is to really treat yourself like you're an Olympic athlete because you're going out there on the front lines every day and bringing it. And if you don't feel good, you don't even, you don't even realize that you don't feel good half the time until you get like you, what happened to you or you got a health crisis, right? But for the most part, Prior to that, you probably didn't even realize for a long time that you were not feeling well. Oh, I love this conversation so much, and we're just getting started. But we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Megan McNeely. We'll be right back. This is Charlie Lobosco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your Agile environment, reach out right now. My Agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with Agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, guys, welcome back. Segment two, and we are speaking with a very special returning guest, Megan McNeely, and the website is meganmcneely.com and the book which is award-winning is reinvent the wheel how top leaders leverage well-being for success now uh, on that note megan we want to talk about this uh, current environment we're all in this pandemic we're all hunkered down hopefully if not specifically working for a job at home, we're still working at home. We need to self-discipline. We need to, you know, be productive. And so we want to take these leadership skills and this well-being um, wheel that you have created into the home. And we, we want to lead ourselves with it. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And what's so great about my protocol in the first place, as I was mentioning, is that my belief is that we really, as corporate athletes, need to take our well-being behind the scenes in our free time, really theoretically at home, 
that's, that's where I was implementing all these great things in the first place. So this is the perfect opportunity and it's completely translatable. It's not like I had some great ideas about how to handle well-being at your desk in your 22nd floor office. All my ideas actually were to be implemented in your free time at home. So it's absolutely perfect for this. And um, I believe it's, it's fascinating. I, as you, you two know, and um, if some of the listeners have read that book, I interviewed along with um, my own story in the book. I interviewed 18 top CEOs in the United States. I had everyone from John Mackey, the founder of Whole Foods, to Robin Denholm, the chairman of the board of Tesla, um, to Judy Belk, the CEO of the California Wellness uh, Foundation. I, I had so many amazing um, executives, nine men, nine women, all different industries. I even had Angela Mack, who's the largest um, uh, biodynamic farmer uh, for tea leaves in Michigan. I mean, such a wide range of people. And what I did last Friday is I actually re-interviewed six of them. Um, and what I found, because I wanted to oh. hear what they were doing in this, in this, this incredibly unusual time. And number one, everybody was doing one thing that's super important and a good takeaway for your audience, protect the assets. And what I mean by that, and I had shared this on a lot of my social media channels at the beginning of the year, is protect the asset means protect your well-being. Now, uh, clearly, that's a large statement to make, you know, um, but everyone I called the other day um, was exercising. Now, mm. <laughs> that may seem not logical, but for them, they were looking at the wheel and they basically picked that spoke, get enlivening exercise. For some of the people like John Warden, who's a professional athlete in the book, that may mean Googling hotel room workouts. He's, you know, doing his five minute planks. Maybe, you know, a lot of us can't do that. Maybe we can just, you know, Google a hotel room workout. We're stuck. Um, I'm here in California. It looks like it's going to be sunny today, probably 65 degrees. I'm definitely going for a run. It was interesting. One of them was skiing. Another one was running. Scott Kucherak, who's in my, um, my intimacy chapter about relationships. He was out jogging. Uh, all of them were exercising. And I found that fascinating, despite the panic, despite the fact that um, we all are holed up in our house. They were all trying to get their lungs strong. They were all trying to get their blood moving to get their immune system um, in optimum condition, kind of like what we were just saying, treating themselves like Olympic athlete. If you were an Olympic athlete at this moment, given the virus, would you stop working out and just lay on the couch? No, you'd, you'd go, I have to keep up my fitness level. And that's one thing they all seem to share in common. Now, the other types think- of well-being are meditate, you know, and, you know, other aspects of body, mind, and spirit. And they certainly were doing those too. But, but just to, you know, to kind of cut to the chase, protecting the asset was a theme that I thought was very interesting, trying to eat well, do the best they could with their overall well-being. Number one, that was the first thing. You know, what I love about when they said we're protecting the asset. So I think people are thinking right now with the market crashing, right, that, it's the yeah. the asset should be our, you know, our 401ks, our homes, Absolutely, this, that, and the other. Right. But truly, I love the fact that you said protecting the asset because the 
only one real asset that we have is ourselves. That's the number one asset. And I, I believe with, I believe that with all my heart, just like I know you do. This is the number one yeah. asset. Everything else can go to the wayside. We don't want it to. We don't, you know, we've tried to make that not happen. But on the other hand, the thing that's going to put us through to the other side is our asset. And the one thing that I want to say about that is, I love the exercising, love the meditation. This is all stuff we can do at home. I know people think like, I need a trainer, I need a gym. No, you do not. I mean, there's so much stuff Uh online that we can do. Like you said, you can do a plank. Try to hold a plank. I mean, that's a full body workout in and of itself. And all you have to do, you can still be watching Netflix and and do a plank during a break. Um, you know, it's, it's Actually, so important. none of the executives had a trainer who I spoke to on Friday. Not one of them has a trainer. They actually all yeah. are just put, strapping on their tennis shoes and getting outside. I know that there's bad weather in different parts of the country and it may not um, be useful. Or if you live in downtown Manhattan, you may not be going outside much because of it's, it's hard to stay away from other people when you do that. Um, you know, but we are in um, shelter in place orders here in California. I'm sure most people will be um, uh, very, very soon, if not already. And um, most of them you know, were doing their workouts on their own, if that inspires people. And I know yeah. myself, I've done so many workout videos at home. You can walk in place there. I just now this is a little crazy, but a guy in France ran a marathon on, on his patio like mm-hmm. it's balcony oh, right he's just yeah, he's just <laughs> running back and forth for six hours on his balcony it took him six hours I mean and so we're not talking that that's what wow. you need to do but doing a, a plank for a couple of seconds will start moving you in a different sure. direction you know yeah, right you there and gym class gym class when we were little we were all doing sit-ups and push-ups we can time to bring that right. back <laughs> right and and right. the other thing I wanted to do what I wanted to say was when it comes to protecting the asset, the sheltering in place, even if you're not sheltered in place, I see people here, we're in Florida, I see people here in Florida taking a lot of risks, and it's so important now to protect the asset. It is so important oh, right. to only go out if you absolutely have to, and you're and right. to not go out at all. I mean, there is so exactly. much in our homes right now that we could be using up. We do not need to be going out. So protecting that right. asset, we have to protect it in so many different ways. And I love the meditation. If you've been trying to learn how to meditate, now's the time, right? Now There's, is the time. So to many apps. This. You, I even Googled, um, you know, uh, meditation and you can just, um, on YouTube, there's, guided meditation, just put into YouTube, guided meditation, get a free 20 minute, you know, beautiful voice talking to you. I mean, it's wonderful. What I also like about that phrase, protect the asset, is it actually makes you think about you. And in this moment, a lot of us, especially who are parents, we put everyone else first. We sacrifice ourselves unbelievably um, to make sure everyone else has what they need. You know, I work in finance and I manage money for people. So you can imagine how busy I am right now with helping people with their portfolios and, um, mm-hmm. you know, being a person to reach, I'm reaching out to literally everyone every day, um, about the markets. And, um, it is very tempting to not take a break. It's very tempting to sit here all day because, oh my gosh, we have a terrible market right now, um, and 
I should just be serving everyone else. And I do do that. But saying that word to yourself is almost like my mantra, you know, protect the asset, Megan, protect the asset. I know more than a lot of people what happens when you don't protect the asset. And I was in um, UCSF looking out the window at the view Um, when I had my cancer surgery. I learned that lesson. And I promised myself if I ever heal, which I did, thank God, I will serve, but I will never forget myself again. You know, what's important, mm-hmm. unbelievable. And I just want to, um, for the sake of benefiting everyone, uh, just repeat this one more time with you, because um, that book, Reinvent the Wheel, how top leaders leverage well-being for success. And here we are in a pandemic, in a hunker down from where you are situation, um, these top leaders, the first thing out is, you know, from your wheel. um, And the first thing they say is protect the assets, meaning themselves. They don't say, move this money here, do this here, get up early. Mm -hmm. They say, worry about your main asset, which is you. And in a sense, right, we're all at the same level now. And we're all leaders, we're all CEOs, and that is the most important thing. And I love even how you spun it a little bit and said, well, you know, you can Google exercises in place, you can Google virtual classes, and if you come up empty, you could just sit on the floor. Um, I love how Mm -hmm. Protect the Asset is about us, and it is immediate that it's the number one priority right now. I just love that. Right. So, because I, I was wondering, and, and I love that Eva said too, you know, you're protecting the asset by staying where you are. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to go down in this moment. Mm-hmm. My clients need me. I have 37, you know, CEO families and they need me right now. My girls need me. They don't know what to do if I get this. They're, they're, You know, I mean, I need to be at the top of my game right now. And I have this entire well-being business and I need to serve them. So another thing I noticed, too, is that their attitudes were pretty incredible. And the and I actually did a a little post about this the other day. But most of them um, and this kind of goes along with protecting the asset. Their mindset is not of fear, panic and despair. There, they actually manipulate their minds. All of them that I spoke to were manipulating their minds into hope, optimism, and empowerment. So mm. I think that they may have had a little fear in the minute, you know, that this all happened, or maybe they allow themselves a few minutes a day to like freak, but they don't stay right. there for very long. They manipulate their, they literally manipulate their mind to to hope empowerment, optimism. They may do that by thinking of ways to, the first thing it it sounded like they're doing is they uh, think of ways to serve. And I call it the service-minded opportunity. So if they're thinking about their business, instead of saying, what if this is the worst month of my business life? Which, you know, a lot of people are saying right now, as you can imagine. (laughs) There's, There's credible proof. There's credible proof it might be, right? But what they're saying is, and even if it sounds preposterous, what if this is the best month? Like, you know, 
like logically, it doesn't sound like that it could even be feasible because it literally looks like it's going to hell in a handbasket. What they stick with is what if it was, you know, how would I have to pivot? How would I have to act? How would I have to manipulate my life right now business-wise to make that be true? And they work from that place. I spoke to, he's not in my book, but I wish he had been, Raj Jaina, who's um, one of the top 30 under 30 entrepreneurs in, he, out of, in Texas. He owns a company called Java Press. And he said he actually literally meditates on that first thing every morning till he gets in the right emotional space. And then he has the meeting with his team. And he's got 300,000 clients who buy coffee from him. And I have a subscription too. I get it delivered here. Um, but I thought that was fascinating. They're manipulating their minds into a positive place. And get this, if they do that, then their vibration is higher. And that mm-hmm. helps well-being too. You feel it, right? Rather than being depressed on the couch, they, they manipulate themselves for their business in that way. Now, if they are fearful about their personal life, like, oh my gosh, my poor kids, they're all at home. You know, what about my, my relationships? You know, now we're all stuck here. This looks a little doomsy. Um, you know, I just got a text from my sister who lives right outside of New York City, which is, you know, a scary place right now. Right. Um, you know, what do they do about that? They're saying to themselves, you know, um, positivity. Maybe I'll have to watch a funny movie with my family tonight. Maybe we're going to have to play games. You know, I know it's manipulative, but that's what they do. You know, and I was thinking about that's what I did back when I had cancer. There's, it's so hard to not think about cancer when you get diagnosed with it. And your listeners who have uh, have had that experience or know somebody who has, it's like one of the most impossible things. And I feel like this virus is very similar. I woke up at three in the morning thinking about it. Like, how do we stop thinking about it? Because it's bad for your well-being to feel fearful. It's actually, it drags yeah. you down. Emotionally, it definitely does. So, it, definitely, it does, right? And so you know, how I was we manipulate ourselves. Well, what yeah. I've been saying to myself is, this is when the spirituality meets the road, instead of when the rubber yeah. meets the road. This is when it's time to stop talking about it, time to stop reading the books, and time to start actually doing all those practices we've been telling ourselves yes. that eh, we need to do, but been putting on the back burner. And, um, oh and now's gosh, yeah. the time to do that. It's absolutely the time. So we're about to take our next break. Yep. And we're learning how top leaders leverage well-being for success and how we can apply it ourselves. And stay with us. We'll be right back. Care Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. All right, everyone. Um, Welcome back to segment three, and I'm just going to go right into it. Uh, MeganMcNeely.com. 
And the book is Reinvent the Wheel, How Top Leaders Leverage Well-Being for Their Success, which we're learning about and how to apply ourselves. So, Megan, before the break, we were talking about things like protect the assets, which is us in a pandemic for sure, working from home. Uh, I want to just share this uh, brief story. And I was thinking about you. And I have to step up and send this person the link to your book in that thread. Someone had been reaching out through social media saying, I'm hunkered down. I don't know what to do. Um, Does anybody have any workout videos or any Google thoughts for working out? And, you know, then once that hits social media, everybody goes crazy and do the stairs because he lives in a high rise. But you know what? Maybe that's not not a smart thing to do right now in the hallway. Um, And so this book is probably the best piece of advice I can give this person at this point, you know, and I think it just applies perfectly because even after we go through the exercise, um, we have that panic. And that's where the meditation, like uh, Eva was saying, the spirituality meets the road. So, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. It takes a skill, right? Can't just oh, it is. get the, you, you know, I, I want to think, and maybe I'm being idealistic, that your book didn't win awards because people just purchased it. It isn't volume of sales, but it's the amount of people right. that did the work from reading it. And that's the true value of the book, right? Like Eva even said, yeah. it's time to do the work, right? Right. Like, I don't care if the book sells millions of copies as much as I care who was impacted by it. I only care about impact. And the people who nominated that book for the award thought it was an impactful book. You know, I wasn't interested in writing a book um, that just sat on people's shelves. I only care about impact. I'd rather have 100,000 people read it and change their life forever, like I did and some of my followers, than have five million people buy it. And yeah. And you know what? Shelf. I mean, yeah. You have accountability here and responsibility because here I am fetal up in the corner trying to get hold of myself and I go to the wheel right. and I'm depending on this wheel to help me get through this, you know, and sure. I'm learning that it will. And I think that's well, unbelievable. And- well, one of the cool things about this wheel, if anybody goes to it is these uh, practices that are circling the wheel all make perfect sense. They're universal for he- people who have a human body. So we can all agree that sleep better, um, have master a positive attitude, um, develop your intuition. All of these things benefit someone who's a human. Now, what the real secret sauce is of my work, though, is that it has to be customized. All of us are completely different. We have different hobbies. We have different. Um, we have different approaches. Our bodies are all in different states of well-being. Um, but that's what's so cool is you can go in and I teach people how to, you know, um, absolutely, completely customize it for themselves. Now, if they have any questions, your listeners can just write me. My email is Megan at MeganMcNeely.com. I love hearing from people. I work. You, sh- you would not believe how many comments. It's like my little procrastination thing where I talk to everybody, you know, about what they're doing <laughs> with this. But um, what's so cool is, I mean, we need this well-being. Protecting the asset is like an overarching statement. Um, and, you know, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if you are worried about the pandemic and crushed with fear, it doesn't matter how many green drinks you're going to drink today. Your well-being will suffer. 
And so we right. have to somehow right. figure out how to shift, as Eva was saying, and you're saying, Charlie, um, we have to figure out how to shift not just our our body habits, like eating and you know, getting sleep. That seems pretty obvious. Like you don't want to get run down right now with a virus on the loose. Um, but we also have to master our mind because that just makes us happier. I mean, mm-hmm. and the third thing these executives were telling me that I thought was fascinating and unexpected was they're trying to have a little fun um, you know, after they've dealt with work, after they've dealt with, you know, making sure they have enough food in the house and, uh, you know, making sure their basics were taken care of. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating because one thing I have to admit for myself is my goals for the year were joy, ease, and fun. And I can't say that I've had any of the three, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. are you guys having fun? Are you doing anything fun over there? But they were telling me, the executives I talked to the other day, that even if it's for five minutes, is there something that would like flood your body? It's almost like a vitamin, something yeah. fun, something funny. I don't, you know, I'm having trouble with that one. And I'm working every day to bring that up in my uh, routine. And so I have daughters who are trying to laugh and I'm joining a, um, a like group dance uh, next weekend. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called Daybreaker and it's free or not free, excuse me, but it's available to everyone. It's like 18 bucks, but it's online. And also there's dance parties online. Is there anything, um, you know, you guys are doing for fun? Could it be like a fun book or is it, it's hard to muster right now, isn't it? It is hard to muster, but one of the things that I've got going right now is, and this started a number of years ago, is we have a writing circle, uh, me and a group of women from Cincinnati. And I have since moved to Florida, but we kept the writing circle going via Zoom. And in the writing circle, what we've been doing with our prompts is we've been trying to come up with funny prompts. So the other week when we had writing circle, it was St. Patrick's Day. So I said, you know, I, I read some lyrics from an Irish drinking song and, and, you know, Irish drinking songs, they are typically very doom and gloom, but they're hilarious. And <laughs> we had people writing up their own Irish drinking songs. And then we were singing to those Irish drinking songs. And then yesterday it was about coming up with dialogue for something completely off the wall. And I wrote from the standpoint of the gecko that had been in my office that I finally captured and set free in the, in the yard. I wrote a whole dialogue between me and him and he was from Jersey and he had, (laughs) he had hitched a ride (laughs) on a car from Jersey and ended up in Florida. So, I mean, silly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But fun. It just puts you, puts you in a different place. And I know even Charlie and I do stuff like that. Even when we're talking, just coming up with different scenarios where we just start playing. Yeah. We, I review my career. Yeah. (laughs) It's hilarious. No, Um, no. What's fascinating here. Okay. In perspective um, and in the context of your book is, you know, I might get annoyed at people having fun as if they're being arrogant in the face of concern, right? And what I'm understanding um, is that, especially from the examples in your book and and the top leaders that you've spoken with, that they're doing the work. Their skills are being applied now to do the work and they're smart enough to know they need to have a little bit of levity or it doesn't really matter that they're doing one and two on the wheel because they're going to crash and burn if they're not Correct. doing three. And you know what I mean? And yeah, it, it's really impressive. 
you know? Yeah, it is impressive. It's like a vitamin. um, It is. And we have to, and what I was saying actually on one of my social media posts the other day is that, look, and to your point, Charlie, you're so right. You're so emotionally intelligent. We don't need big fun right now. We don't need obnoxious, um, obscene, um, ridiculous, you know, like that kind of fun. We need little fun. We need, right. um, it could be, it could be a, a, a little laugh together. It could be a movie. You know, we don't need to be boastful. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who've lost their jobs and there's yeah. a lot of people whose um, you know, businesses are going straight down the tubes and they may not see a way out right now, but even for yeah. them and maybe even more so for them, um, having just a moment to, you know, even if you have to, um, you know, watch a comedian on YouTube or yes. something, you, you know, it's good for you. I mean, and I know those people who are listening, they know it's good for them to laugh. They, it, it actually brings back those times when we actually did laugh more, where we had fun. Um, and if you can master that, I, like I said, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I could, I could barely find any reason to giggle. And mm-hmm. then, I, then I heard this story about this woman who was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and her spouse rented her every funny movie uh, that he could possibly find. And that's all she did for 30 days. And she cured herself of cancer eventually. And I just found that so shocking. Like, can you imagine sitting there for 30 days watching every movie you could find? I wish I could tag who yeah. this is. I can't. And that's hard name. work too to do. That's a lot of work all day long. You know, she, exactly. She just flooded her body with positivity and got her mind off it. And, um, you know, I'm not saying get your mind off your job and we all have to do our jobs. But if there's some way we could find little fun, like, you know, yeah. Eva's prompts with her group, that is so great. And that's not Eva out, you know, giggling hysterically in public. No, she's by herself at home doing her prompts with her friends. And I just, yeah. I love that example. That's an ex- excellent example of um, ways we can manipulate our minds so that we have that positivity, which enhances our immune system. And, you know, I think we've, we've always been in this place, so many of us can get into a place of that, well, you're not being realistic, you're not looking at things realistically, but Correct. there is something to be said for optimism and looking at things from an optimistic viewpoint, that too is realistic. Everything does not have to be doom and gloom. So yes, we're in a scary situation. Yes, Things are scary right now, but also a little bit of lightness. Walking through this world a little lighter can really change things up. I know even when we were working in corporate and you would be sitting there in these meetings and they would get very tense and all of a sudden somebody would say something funny or sarcastic and people would just start laughing. It would break that mood. It breaks that tension. And as you you well know, Megan, right? I mean- what happens is, is that floods our body with serotonin. It floods our body with dopamine. It floods our body yeah. with all those feel good chemicals that people are trying to get from when they're eating a ton of sugar or drinking a bunch of wine. That's you're, you're looking towards that to flood your body with that chemical. Well, you can do it on your own and people tend not to believe that, but it's so true. And you know it because that's what healed you, part of what healed you. And not only Megan, also the executives that you're interviewing, they plan for the worst, but they're being positive and they're also making sure they give some quality time to fun as well. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Just and, and it, it doesn't have to be hours, you know, by the right. time right. they're done working for the day and mastering that, what we were talking about, that social service-minded opportunity for their businesses. That in, once they focus on their family again, you know, you know, what can they do to, you know, cause we, a lot of people have kids, you know, like yeah. you can't be serious all day like that and, and expect your kids to like have, you know, uh, a normal life. I mean, they're inherently fun, you know, uh, like right. my kids are, we were you know, watching one of them. Uh, one of my girls has decided she wants to watch a different Broadway show every day. That's like, mm. uh, has a film version. Like, you know, Les Mis has a film version. Um, and rent has a film version. So she's watching a different one every day. And, um, that's provided a li- you know, even it's just a distraction and I know I'm manipulating myself. I get it. I know right. that people are like, Oh, you right. know, Megan's not paying attention. Yes, I do. I, all I do all day <laughs> is talk about the stock market to people and believe it me, it's not fun talking right now about that, but I'm here to serve <laughs> and I'm here to serve my family too. And yeah, so and- I do sit down and I watch those those Broadway shows of my daughter and some of them are actually really funny. She's got funny girl on there and a whole bunch of them. So, um, you know, I, I have hope for, for the fact that we'll get through this healthier than ever. That's my yes. goal and, you, and for your listeners. Could you be better? Could you have better well-being? What a challenge during a, a health crisis. Yep. And what's the challenge, but wouldn't that be cool if we, even if like not only survive, but we thrive. I mean, that's yep. kind of where I get excited. Like, come out on the yeah, we'll come out on the other side as superheroes. So, yeah. um, I agree. And we have one more break to take with our fascinating guest, Megan McNeely. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is the fantastic Megan McNeely. She is the author of Reinvent the Wheel, How Top Leaders Leverage Wellbeing for Success, which is a top 20 must-reads of 2019 for Forbes. And she also is an Axiom Book Award winner, which is just amazing. Why? Because the book is fantastic and Megan is fantastic. And you can get the book on Amazon. You can also go out to her website to get the wheel that she talks about, Body, Mind, and Spirit Wheel, to help you get started on the right path. And that's at MeganMcNeely.com. Oh, my goodness. Here we are. It's almost the end of the hour, and we still have so much more stuff to I'm, talk about. I'm taking in all these vitamins that uh, that Megan is sharing. You know, you are a vitamin <laughs> taker, that's for sure. <laughs> right. And well, you, see, We want empowerment. You, we want empowerment, Charlie, right? Like, that's something you can do. In, in a moment where yeah. we all feel like things are completely out of control in the outer world, that is, I'm glad you said that because that is something you can do. You know, at the very least, you know, we could take either an actual vitamin or we could take a theoretical vitamin, which is like positivity or um, getting enough sleep. You know, we never know what the actual impact on our, our spirit 
our actual body could be if we, you know, ramp it up. I found it's tremendously powerful. Hard to measure, but very powerful. One of the things I've been thinking is, is so everyone's trying to kind of skirt around what's happening. And there's a part of me that is sort of thinking, we need to lean into the suck factor here for a minute and understand that things are different right now. And also understand that we are powerful. We're powerful. We're not powerless. We're powerful. And we can take our home environments and we can turn them into energy machines. We really can. Sure. We really can. And just understanding that, I was telling Charlie today, I'm an only child, and I was saying, this is what only children have been training for their whole lives, you know, mm-hmm. self-isolating, ah, understanding how to, how to entertain yourself. So we are, we are geared up for this to stay home and hang out and entertain ourselves. But instead of checking out, I'm saying don't you think we should lean into it and lean into it in a way that's from a positive standpoint, like you're saying. So I'm not saying lean into the doom and gloom. I'm saying like lean into this, embrace it, take this time. So many times, you know, people have been saying, well, I just need some time off. I just need some time off. Well, here you go. We got it right. You've got it now and use it, use it to your advantage. Make your list in the morning, come up with your goals. We're still getting up at 5 a.m. every day. We're not just hanging out. I'm sure you're not hanging out either. You're working more than ever. A lot of people are working more than ever because of remote, but you know, we have the capabilities. It's challenging. Yeah. A lot of people are struggling with um, the technology. Yes. But there couldn't be literally a better time in the universe for it to happen technology wise, because we have so many different platforms to connect with um, through our devices. So that, you know, and and I work for a major company, we have 200,000 employees, and we're all remote now. So and they did that in the course of a week. That's impressive. Um, And that is impressive. it, it, It is impressive. And so we're all in kind of a new phase. And I also have noticed, though, that people are very forgiving about it. Like if the technology isn't working, people aren't upset. They're not annoyed. They're not like rolling their eyes like, oh, God, people are quite generous. Um, hey, you know, let's just jump off the Zoom call. It doesn't seem to be connecting quite right or somebody's audio isn't working. Let's get yeah. on the phone. You know, I mean, people are pretty open. I feel like people yeah. are more forgiving um, in this moment because it also, too, a lot of kids are jumping into screens on Zoom because there's kids at home and the executives <laughs> may be on a call and can't help to get but get interrupted by their new uh I, it's funny um, on social media. Everybody started to call their kids colleagues. My colleagues, yeah. <laughs> my colleagues, my here, coworkers, uh, yeah. Yeah, my coworkers um, are doing math right now next to me. I have a group desk for me and my girls. I don't know if that was such a great idea um, when I created this amazing home office because we're all sitting next to each other all day. But um, I find it um, just just fascinating. Um, that is something you can do. You can make your home environment beautiful now, you know, all, do your cleaning, clean your closets uh, during a break, make your, I mean, I just started to be like obsessively cleaning everything and my house is spotless right now. I, I never realized the energy <laughs> shifted in it where I feel like, oh my gosh, my home is like a sanctuary now. And, you yep, know, no, no one's coming time. or going. It's just us. It's gorgeous. It just got remodeled because we had that horrible flood. Um, 
Which brings me to my last point is that the only way through any crisis is to prioritize your well-being. doesn't matter if you have cancer. doesn't matter if you've had a flood. It doesn't matter if you're going through a horribly nasty divorce. I've had all three of those things happen to me, and now we have this pandemic. The only way through for me and the only way to rise was to prioritize my well-being in all of those cases. And that is definitely the biggest takeaway here um, in the two or so minutes remaining. I want to go back to something you said earlier, Megan, at the early part of your journey, because it applies to us now every night. We want to, uh, when we get to the end of the day, uh, we have to be careful not to reward ourselves with something Mm -hmm. that will negate all of the discipline and hard work we've just put in during the day, right? And that, too, is a challenge. So taking care of ourselves goes right up until our eyes close at night. And um, I'm not sure what I can do. I know how to exercise. I know how to keep the house clean. I know how to keep myself busy. I don't know how to unwind, right? I don't know how to Mm. avoid self-rewarding, which would negate all of my hard work earlier in the day, if that makes sense. Right, right. Some of the executives that I've been talking to are using journaling um, to Yannick Silver is um, one of my executives in the book, an amazing um, serial entrepreneur. He's been journaling every night, but he had been doing that before. So this is like his grounding exercise. Um, for mm-hmm. me, something I do that's really helpful and also a Reiki master. So this kind of goes along with my training is I just sit there for a second and I say any energy that is negative, I just want it to leave me right now. And I pretend, I know it sounds crazy, but I pretend there's like a garbage can in front of me. And I just pretend that all the negative energy, whether it was from the news or the fear, or someone said something to me that made me scared, you know, just goes in the garbage can. And I know there's, there's not really a garbage can there. It's just an imaginary one. But for mm-hmm. me, that makes me feel a little lighter. Like I've just let go of some stuff. You know, we don't want to go yeah. to bed with like heaviness in our heart. And does that make any sense? Is that too out there? I for think you guys? both great suggestions. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And then you just close the lid on that garbage can and yep. stick it outside and go. say, bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs> and I bye-bye. think that that's <laughs> terrific. I think that's a terrific suggestion. Yep. Well, Megan, <laughs> I can't believe that. It's over already because, as usual, we could go for another hour or two. And I am so grateful that you were here today to share all this wonderful information and so grateful for your book and so happy that we were able to connect again and share with our listeners because you really are a terrific asset. Yeah, Megan. You are um, a terrific asset. When we come out on the other side of this, the three of us will have to uh, do one more celebratory show for sure. We are. And then we're going to talk about how it's true that well-being drives success. The only way through any giant catastrophe is to master your Mm well-being. Yes, it's absolutely the truth. Love you guys. And and we're so glad that you are shouting that message from the mountaintops. Yes, thank you so much. And I just want to share with everyone, it is MeganMcNeely.com and the book is Reinvent the Wheel, How Top Leaders Leverage Well-Being for Success. And one more thing, I also created an assessment. If anybody wants to know, it's for free. If anybody wants to know where their well-being is per the wheel and they want a free copy of the wheel and a little PDF that gives you a score, 
I made it. It's just MeganMcNeely.com slash assessment. And any of your listeners can go and do that. It probably takes five minutes. It's a little cheeky because, you know, it's I'm the one who wrote it. Thanks, Megan. Take care. See you soon. Okay, thanks. And thank Bye-bye you for now. listening. And we hope that you stay well out there. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Diva. Have a good week. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Diva. Special thanks to our producer, Randy Meyer, and the entire TalkZone family. All of our replays are available at TalkZone.com or download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Just email us at info at charlieandiva.com. Thanks again for listening.